Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL Podcast channel. In this episode today, we are going to be going over some brief news, talking about some controversies that happened in the CDL this weekend, talking about some challenger stuff. Then we're going to dive into our reactions and some breakdowns of the matches from the first week of the MW2 season of the CDL. And then we're going to get into predictions for the second and final weekend. Kind of odd. Usually we have three weekends of qualifiers, but second and final weekend of qualifiers ahead of major one for the season. Hard to believe that. We're talking about next weekend being uh, the first major already, but we're going to dive into that. Uh, and that's pretty much going to be the majority of the episode today. Just talking matches and prediction match, uh, predicting matches. So um, if you guys enjoy this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, if you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a comment, drop a five-star review on there. Before we get into news, Brock, how you doing today? Oh, we're doing great on this Monday. You know, watch some Call of Duty call of duty over the weekend but you know not too much because you know a little, little busy here and there but you know did what i did what i could do but you know let's get into the news and all that jazz yeah busy weekend for me too i'm in the process of moving so i was all over the place i got to catch as many matches um as i could here and there going in and out so like i said we might not have as deep of a dive this week because both of us were extremely busy on the first weekend uh, things are going to start to settle down really after this weekend for me and i'll really be able to dive deep into the weeds of the analytics and like matches and breakdowns, but I was able to catch as much as I could. Also, I know I speak for Brock also when I say this, but we want to thank you guys for supporting the last one. We hit mm-hmm. like 1.5 K um, views on YouTube on the last podcast, tons of comments, tons of new commenters, tons of returning commenters, lots of likes. So we appreciate the support on that one. We're getting closer and closer to the 800 sub mark. So we appreciate all the support. If you guys are new, drop a sub if you enjoy and help us get to that 800 mark and then we'll keep shooting for 900. But we got some brief news to talk about, not too much, maybe some more like personnel stuff with the CDL and then viewership stuff, um, coaching announcement, uh, viewership stuff, the whole forfeit issue with Optic. We'll get into that yeah. if you're listening for that. Um, but Pocket, back on the desk, first thing that was announced right after we recorded the last pod, um, all the casting duos from the previous season are back. Uh, with Maven and Merc also just doing LAN events for this year. And then Pucket, the host, Alien Nameless on the desk. So I'm really glad to see Pucket back. Obviously, Veli was very good last year, but mm-hmm. they parted ways because of uh, whatever controversy happened behind the scene. But I'm excited to see Pucket back. Yeah, I'd, I'm excited to see him back as well. Wait, he was in he was a Halo, right? No, not Halo. He was doing, he was basically just like freelance. Yeah, he, he was like, like doing Halo, doing like, I mean, he's like one of, in my opinion, I mean, maybe it's because I come from like COD, Halo, like FPS background. But like to me, he's like one of the main voices of esports. Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. Like you could probably throw him as a host in any tournament for any esport, and he would fit right in. Yeah, he he, he does a good job with whatever he does. I'm also excited for like they do every once in a while in the CDL. I think they've done it. I don't know if they do it every year, but I, I remember them doing it one year where they did like a flip, where like I think it was on April Fools or something. Maybe I don't remember what it was, but they like flipped like. So, like, for example, like, Alien Nameless would call a game as the casters, and then they'd flip, like, uh, Merc and Maven to the desk or something. Like, I hope they do oh. that again, because Puckett, he he can cast. He used to always cast back in the day. Kind of interesting mm-hmm. if they got, like, Puckett and Alley or Puckett and Nameless uh, yeah, yeah. on the call. That'd be, so, that'd be something cool to do. Yeah, that would be fun if they did that. Flip those two again. But I'm glad to see Puckett back. He's really good. He's, like, a natural up there. He's been doing it for as long as I've been watching esports, so he's crushed up there Ali and nameless i also really enjoy both them and yep. excited to see nameless has been on the desk for a while but i'm excited to see how Ali can improve in her second year because obviously like this year she goes into it knowing a lot more of like 
what the job entails and what it's about. Like last year, I'm sure like when she got on there right away, it was a lot to learn because there's so many moving yeah. parts. Not only with like like learning and getting more comfortable like talking the game, which she already knew very well, but like she had to get used to like what it's like to be on a production and all that, which I'm sure like was a learning curve. Oh yeah, definitely. But I'm excited to see how she can continue to improve this year and Nameless continue to improve. And I think I think Puckett brings up the best in the people he casts and like hosts with because he's been doing it so long. So yeah, he'll make a good host all year. Excited to see what they can do on the desk. Yeah. And then one thing uh, within the game, CDL Mosh Pit is finally live. You and I dove into it. We played a little bit. Um, basically, little bit. we instant back out when we get a... Uh, what's the map? Albegra. Yeah, Albegra. We like instant back out because... I don't know, oh, search and control, <laughs> they kind of suck, but I don't know. I had a decent bit of fun just being able to play like something competitive. Like I actually had a lot of fun with Hydro um, Hardpoint. Mm-hmm. We had like a crazy when we were playing with our buddies. We had like a 249 to 180 comeback. Yeah. Uh, where we won. The water routes on Hydra. Yeah, it's just hitting pretty routes creative. in the water. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun though, just like being able to play something competitive. I enjoy it. Uh, Search and destroy is a, a little interesting. I'm not a huge fan of how loud the footsteps are. They make me get some free kills, but like, man, I feel like I can't make a play sometimes in search. Yeah, if you hit the flank that you're from 50 meters away, good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's tough, but overall, like, it wasn't in, like the worst thing to play. It, it was okay. It was fun. I'd, I'd rather obviously have the rank play with the elo and everything, but it's something in the meantime yeah. where I can learn to play competitive without having to dive into GBs against people that have already played 50 matches, and I'm just playing my first one. Yeah, um, I, I like it. Just something to, something to do. Learn the maps a little bit here and there. Because I was, I was frustrated. I didn't know where any of the hard points were really. Because I haven't been playing much, so kind of oh, frustrating yeah. at times. We're just getting out rotated completely because we don't even know where the next hill goes. And then like it would hit P five, and we'd be like, okay, rotate back to P one. And then there'd be a six point. And we'd be like, okay, yeah, well, on Mercado, yeah, there's like I think seven points. Yeah, it's like I'm expecting because like if you're a if you're a experienced. Call of Duty player, like if you haven't really played competitive, this is your first time. You probably like thought nothing of it. You're like, oh, it just goes to this hill. But like for us, like, um, the max like a hardpoint map can have is five hills usually, and the minimum is four. It's either four or five hills in every map. So like once it hit P six, we were like, wait, what P six? Like I've never even called it out in my life. Yeah, I was just like waiting for middle uh, Mercado P one. I'm like, nope, P six. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I also will say though is like with the idea of them potentially like bringing back older maps for year two and maybe even a little bit in year one like i do think this game has some potential like obviously there was a lot of negatives to the game and um Mm -hmm. like a lot of things we can definitely harp on but i will say like right now the main thing for me is the map pool is just too small and not enough good maps but like we know they have the potential to bring back those older maps i saw today they're bringing back castle that was in really um yeah or like i don't know if it was confirmed or if it was like a rumor or i saw something incorrect but i thought it was it's the one from world at war then last year in vanguard oh oh, like why that wasn't even good enough to be in the game last year like why bring it back yeah that that was just not a good map yeah i mean it, it was fine in world at war but like i, I don't know it was no, not for competitive nah. yeah i mean i guess though in search and destroy it might be better than some of the maps we have who knows yeah potentially i i just this game's like hard hard for me because it's like really slow i feel like it's a lot of pre-aim heavy yeah and not i'm not used to that since like a couple years years ago yeah i mean i i also like i agree it's pretty pre-aim heavy but i do think like the game has potential to be pretty fun as we get more Mm -hmm. and more older maps because like honestly 
if they are able to like do the rumor that we've seen where like they're able to bring back like any old map they want like if i'm playing raid standoff and like any like all-time great map like i'm probably gonna have fun regardless of what the game is playing those great maps yeah so hopefully they bring those back because honestly that's the main issue to me right now is the footsteps and then the maps um Mm -hmm, definitely next thing we got on the list uh joe a player that both of us really really enjoy and really like uh (laughs) is back he's an assistant coach for ultra he's always at least maybe he's different behind the scenes but to my knowledge he's always been like a pretty quiet like yeah he's like, not very outspoken like he never really did interviews he was always pretty quiet it seemed like he was always quiet but like there's one thing i know about joe and watching him like i always think about him as rated duo but like yep one thing i know about joe like he always seemed like he was he would never make the incorrect play because he wasn't a heavy slayer like he wasn't gonna go out and fry very often but like he was always hitting the right pinch he was always making the right play so like him as a coach seems to make sense to me because one of the most cerebral like smart players i think i can ever remember mm-hmm. Yep, I would say so too. A very good S and D player. Yeah, and he just he just knows what's going on, on the map. And all, I I mean, Marky B, I believe, right? So their head coach. So like, yeah, I would assume those two like older EU guys probably have some history and know each other pretty mm-hmm. well. So probably some good chemistry there for the coaches. Yeah, for for Joe, it's like you would never yell at him because he's making the wrong play. You just always know he would make the right play every time. Don't yeah. have to worry about him. And that's like what Raider would say. He would like randomly like say like Joe would go silent. He'd like see him like taking around the mini map or like some players he'd be like yo get with the team and like question him. but he'd be like i always knew like joe was thinking three steps ahead and like mm-hmm. he, he was making he had a play in his mind and like you didn't want to like throw him off his game because like he might not have been like the guy going like 45 and 20 in black ops 3 and like frying you but like he was gonna go 30 and 30 but he was gonna get that crucial two piece on a pinch when it was 230 to 230 in hardpoint and like win you the map yep definitely like, he, he's like one of those players we talk about that it's like hey he's gonna drop a point nine in the series but He's going to have like these random two pieces or like this random clutch and search where it's just like it's going to save you a map and you're not going to like even think twice about it because you're going to see that he went like 25 and 28 that map and you're going to think, well, yep. whatever, he was average. But like two of those kills probably won you the map. Yeah. Important kills at the right time. Yeah. So I'm glad to see him back and in, involved in some capacity. Yeah. Um, we got COD back on Twitch. Uh, everybody is like really excited about this. I will say Twitch. Yes. Like for live streaming superior platform to youtube definitely i will say i'm a little like sad like selfishly i get it like the viewership this weekend we'll talk about that in a second was crazy like definitely better than youtube's twitch is obviously the superior platform for live streaming i'm not arguing that but the one thing i miss like i know you can go back on vod and stuff but i miss being able to like pause on youtube easier whenever i wanted Mm -hmm. and like scroll through like skip over stuff like move back move forward uh as easily as you could on youtube and i also like I don't know. I, I just miss that, like being able to skip back and forth mostly with YouTube, but that's really like my only gripe. Also, like I need to get like Chromecast or whatever. But the one thing I liked is like on a Roku, they used to have like Twitch just available to you or like a bootleg Twitch. And now, at least to my knowledge, I haven't tried in a while, but you can't get that. And I like to just be able to go on my Roku on my TV in the living room. And just yeah, chuck on the COD match where like now I'm gonna have to like Chromecast it or like whatever to get it on a TV. I like I like the ease of access that YouTube provides. Yeah, YouTube had yeah. Just easier, like, easier overall, but Twitch better. But Twitch viewership. like viewership way higher and everything. So I mean, I get why they did it. it. It's the it's the correct move, but like selfishly, there's a couple things I miss from YouTube. Yeah. Overall, good though. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about viewership. the The peak viewership this weekend was 192k, um, which in comparison to qualifier matches for the other CDL era titles, MW peaked at 102 on launch weekend. 
Uh, Vanguard peaked at 79k. Cold War peaked at 131k, and this was 192k. So over 100k higher than Vanguard's peak, almost 100k higher than MW2's peak, mm-hmm. or than MW2019's peak, and then like 60k higher than Cold War. Uh, and it was the fourth highest in the CDL era, um, behind MW champs, uh, Vanguard champs, and Cold War champs. So just only behind champs. So like viewership yeah. was unreal. It was, it was great to see. Like every time I tuned in to no matter what match it was over a hundred, like a hundred k on the dot or more. Every match seemed like. Yeah. Oh, the big thing to me too was like, obviously, yes, the two most watched matches in terms of peak was both optic matches. That's not shocking. That's how it always is. Probably. Yeah. How it always will be but the thing i thought mm-hmm. was interesting was like peak viewership doesn't always tell you like the story because like sometimes like if optic does play like yeah they might peak at 190k but like you might think like oh the rest of the weekend were they at 50 no i feel like every match was at 100k yeah honestly yeah like do i think they'll keep up this consistency definitely not i don't think we'll be at a hundred and something k plus i think we'll definitely dip below 100k at times but like to see that it started at 192k in comparison to how low it started and like Vanguard and even MW too, the peak was 102k and it really went down. Like that gives me hope that maybe we'll be able to be in like 60, 70k plus every week, which would be crazy. That'd be way higher than that normal average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now yeah. if we're doing this in a pretty bad title. Imagine what we could do if Treyarch's next title is as good as they've had him in the past. Yeah, for real. <laughs> That's crazy. To give Vanguard only got 79k. Damn. Yeah, and I mean it definitely it was like the highest, second highest peak if you like for non qualifier matches like vanguard where is it here i'll find it um in terms of that that 79k is just for qualifier matches yeah vanguard did peak at 275k at champs yeah champs was crazy for that game just overall but like so for reference that's just qualifiers but still yeah i would agree that like one random weekend where like optic and thieves or optic and phase played or like even the first weekend like kind of shocking it didn't hit like 100k yeah one time but mm-hmm. but Two more things to talk about quickly before we dive into matches. Yeah. Uh, we got Optic, um, the forfeit. We want to talk about this before because like, then when we go to the Rocker Optic match, we can kind of just like briefly talk about the map or something and then kind of like move on because there's not a whole lot to that I really feel like we need to talk about with this series because, like, I mean, we all know what happened. Like, you've all heard the opinions on it, but like, yeah. Only it's thing I'll gaze. say on it is... I understand. Okay, so obviously, like, if you guys didn't see, I'm sure you've all seen if you're listening to this, but, like, Optic forfeited. They um, won the first map of the series, lost the second map, and then they had the control. I guess, like, you can't say they had it won, but, like, 99.9% Optic had that control won, right? Like, yeah, like, 99 point whatever you want to put that at the end. (laughs) Like, they, they, they basically, unless some crazy thing happened, Optic had it won, and then Cammy calls in the SAE, the GH streak, I will say, like, I think people that are saying he did it on purpose are kind of wild. I mean, I, I, I think it's pretty obvious it was probably an accident. Yeah. Calls uh, it an accident, and then basically it bugs the game, I guess, right now in private match, if you call it in, where, like, you freeze and can't do anything. So Cammy's complaining um, that he can't do anything. They talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, they ask for a replay of the map, and Optic's like, why would we replay the map? We want it. So I get that point of view. And then they basically go on for an hour about yeah. why they would replay the map. And then eventually they tell him, like, they don't replay it they're forfeiting and then optic was like screw this we're not going with this ruling we're forfeiting so they forfeited the entire series um yeah what are like, your thoughts first i think it was like a two hour like delay between the it was a matches. massive delay yeah. i remember because i was driving in between coming home from work and stuff and like 
I tuned in quick as I was leaving work. I'm like, let's see where the series is at. Like I mm-hmm. had some like errands to run after work. I'm like, I got to get these done. I want to get home, watch COD. I want to get home because I'm in the process of moving also. So like had to get all that done. But I'm like, I need to watch a match or two at least. And then like I got in my car, like saw Optic was like just starting or something. And then I got back in and they were on like, like transition to map four or whatever. And I was like, dude, it's been like two hours. How are they still not done with the yeah. series? Yeah. But um, you want to give your thoughts yeah. on like the rules and everything? Then I'll, I'll give mine. Yeah, but my thoughts on the rules. I see both sides, you know, because Optic, you know, they're basically going to win it, but that 1% chance that Cammy and the Rocker thought they could have potentially stopped him on the point, it, I, I just, I, I, get, see, I get both sides where they're coming from, but uh, it's up to the ruling and the ruling, you know, I guess they want to replay it. But honestly, mm-hmm. it's an Optic win already. Like, just give him the win, go on to the next match. I, I just, I feel like it should have been that. Yeah, and... I agree. Like, I do think I get why, like, people from like Optic fans would be upset. Like, it's an easy win. Like, they should no doubt give him the win. But, like, at the same time, also, like, if you put yourself in Rocker's shoes, I agree. I do see the, I see the point. Like, the game bugged. Were they using a GH streak? Yes. But, like, first of all, let's be honest, from whether you're on Rocker's side, you're on Optic's side, like, whatever you feel like, hey, uh, how about we just fix the game so that issue can't come up? Oh, no, no. We, we, we can't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> If the game was fixed, this won't be an issue right now. Optic would have mm-hmm. won that map, and then we've been on to map four. And who knows? Maybe Rocker would have won the series three two. Yeah, for we real. never know. Like maybe Optic would have won that next map, and it would have been three one. They would have blown them out. You never know what would have happened past that. These are two good teams, but like, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? If th- I think the main thing that needs to be talked about first is like, hey, let's not like throw blame on Rocker. Let's not throw blame on the league. Although, I mean, we can do all that, but like, first of all, let's throw blame on Infinity Ward. Like, fix your game, and this wouldn't be an issue. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but. My main thing is like I get where Rocker's coming from. Like you got to put yourself in their shoes as a competitor. Like if something like that happened, like you're like always going to believe you have a chance to win. Like yeah. if you're a competitor and like at any point during the map you give up because you don't think you have a chance to win, like you that's just not a real competitor. Like they're obviously in their head believe they have a chance to win. They're game bugged. They're pissed. They're in the heat of the moment. They're like, hey, we got to get a replay. Like I get where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Optic, I also fully understand where they're coming from. The game bugged. You had the game won. Why would we give you a full replay? Like we won yeah so i understand both sides i do like i agree with ake's argument and like that they were saying on the flank though like envoy didn't get a replay in vanguard when he got the ladder glitch where he like couldn't shoot his gun yeah the free kill yeah and he died and subsequently they lost the map um they didn't get a replay so like we gotta be consistent yeah that's not consistent at all like if there's a game breaking glitch that causes somebody to lose a map uh if you're gonna not forfeit them one time you can't or you're not going to do a replay one time, you shouldn't do a replay the second time either. Mm-hmm. So like, I get both sides. I, I do think some people are maybe overreacting and saying like optic, they're, they're like being babies for forfeiting the series. I, I do think like, I get where they're coming from too, that they want to take a stance, like show that this isn't okay. Yeah. The league to make these like stupid rulings where they don't use common sense. Yeah. This fugaze. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I feel like everybody's like, beaten that dead horse like so many times this week like talking about that since yeah. it happened friday so like i don't really have anything else to say and i just think like first of all we don't get to this point if infinity war just fixes their game yeah uh, and second like we just got to have common sense and consistency mm-hmm. in the rules and like everybody agrees and knows that like whether you're an optic fan or you're so against them and you're happy with this like i think you can all like everyone listening and both of us can agree like just use common sense and consistency like the same ruling every time and like maybe every once in a while it, it doesn't have to be so black and white like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be if this happens we replay if this happens we don't like in that situation like you can clearly see optic was going to win the map give them the win move on it's like, like situ- situational yeah 
if it was a 50 50 situation like minnesota had a legit chance to win it then yeah sure let's replay it mm-hmm. like just, just use common sense in the situation like i get that you can't write a rule book like that but like i don't know i, I just wish they would use common sense that is don't give our playing a broken game in a professional call of duty league yeah yeah we wouldn't have to talk about this if the game wasn't broken exactly yeah. that's my general consensus takeaway from it that i don't feel like enough people were saying yeah Honestly, um, if I was optic out of four for the out of four for two, honestly, because yeah, you also have to like understand like people say they need to like not lose their cool and like their competitors. They should play it out like you'd be losing you'd be losing your mind if you were in optic yeah. position. Like if you got if you were have anyone being would. forced to replay a map you won, you'd be losing mm. your mind. Anybody would be a, a true competitor would be losing their mind. Yeah, so um, I get both sides though. Yeah. Then last thing before we dive into matches and do predictions, um, the eight challengers teams that qualified for rally where they get to go um, play in the top four, make it out into pools. I'll just name the teams real quick. Like I didn't watch too much challenges, so I don't do like any deep dive into that. But the three NA teams were Yuli, Hollow, Mock, and Two Real. Then we had Exceed, Assault, Diamond Con, Joe Deceives, um, and then the Rocker Academy. That last one was LAG Academy also. And Rocker mm-hmm. Academy with Real, Fame, Goderex, Pander, then the EU qualifiers, Journey, Super, Yako, and Lucky, so all familiar players like that. Heretics, Spanish squad. Um, then the other team... Vamos. Yeah, Abuza. I actually don't know who that is. I hope I'm saying that right. Then Brezzi, Cobra, Linz. Those last three are French players. And then first one looks like he's German. I don't know. I know Brezzi. Yeah, I know Brezzi, and then the other two are French, but I don't know anything about them. Then... Third team elevate. Uh, they have some familiar names here: Denza, Gizmo, Harry, Vortex. Um, oh, then the yeah. one APAC qualifier: Restalling, Immense, Crimza, and Zeppa. I don't recognize those first two, but Crimza and Zeppa are uh, familiar names from that region. Yeah, Cri- and Crimza, then a Crimza. Latin America qualifier. I might butcher these, but Tracks, <laughs> Legenda, Chaos, and Kuti. Uh, I know I've seen that first. That Tracks. I could be saying his name wrong. That's the only one I really recognize, but like, admittedly, I, I didn't pay that much attention to challengers, so like, yeah, they might not be on my radar. Why do I recognize? Not recognize, but like, you said Cootie. I swear I heard that from before. I don't I recognize don't that one, but like, admittedly, also like Latin America challengers is new, like, to mm-hmm. the Call of Duty scene in terms of like being one of the the four qualifiers. Like in the past, it was always NA, EU, and APAC. Yeah. So like, Latin America's newer. I am pretty ignorant on that scene, but I do recognize that first name, but. Um, so I like, congratulations I like that, to those eight. I like that one guy, Legendo. <laughs> yeah. Um, Crim or not Crim? Sensor, fourth place. Boston Academy Ooh. had a crazy run. They were one spot away. They lost to, I believe it was Goderex's team. Yeah, those the rocker. Yeah, to to qualify for pools. But I think all of us can speak for everyone when we say we really want to see Doug qualify and then wow. be able to get to pool play and play the pros again. But it's hey, they crazy. finished fourth. The uh, the pro players are shaking. If Doug is getting in, so I gotta say, <laughs> yeah. But congratulations to all those teams. I'm excited to see yep, who congrats. makes it through. I'd be I'd be really excited to see the honestly. Like, I know a lot about the NA players. I know a decent amount about those EU players. I want to see that Latin America team make it through. Yeah, go and, crazy like, and see what they have. Uh, I'd also like to see that like half heretic squad make it through. But like, I want to see the Latin America squad. That's what I'm rooting for. Staking mm-hmm. my claim. I don't know how they'll do. I don't know. Like, the scene is a little bit newer in terms of being like on the. The, the big four level it used to just be the, the three regions. Now they're the, the fourth region added in like officially. So they're a little newer. Maybe 
don't have as much experience, but I want to see them make it through and like see how they can do. That's that's my team I'm rooting for, the Challengers teams. I'm rooting for Doug, if he doesn't have <laughs> him there. Next one. All right. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully next year. Um, all right, we got matches. We're going to go kind of match by match, talk about them. Uh, we're about 25-ish minutes into the pod, so I don't want to like get bogged down and do like over an hour of analysis and an hour of predictions and really get like caught, but we're going to go over some matches. Um, maybe some matches we don't have as much to talk about, but going to mm-hmm. go through each match, match by match, just briefly give some thoughts on it. And like we said, super busy time of year around Christmas for us right now. So like yeah. we didn't get to like deep dive and like watch every little bit, but we got to watch enough of the matches looking at stats and stuff and can talk a bit. So first match of the weekend, Boston versus Atlanta. Um, I'm not going to get too much into what we predicted because when we do the prediction segment, we'll talk about our, our standings, but um, I feel like most of the public probably got this one wrong. I mean, I mean, anytime phase is playing, the majority of people are probably picking them. Yeah. Um, but Boston impressive showing here, huh? Yeah. Big, big wake frying. Yeah. And like, I think something that's interesting to note and something we're probably going to see as a trend throughout the whole year. Like I get it. Like three ARs, even four ARs are being used on most maps, but like, mm-hmm. Every single, like, what you'd put in air quotes, like, submachine gun player, aka Vivid, Nero, Abizi, and Simp in this series was negative, and every AR player was positive. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a trend we might see. Uh, granted, AR like, for now. yeah, and granted, a lot of these people are using, like, ARs, like, there's three and four ARs being used on a lot of maps, so, like, technically, like, they're not using a sub at all times, but interesting to see that the tech, like, the people you consider your AR players are all positive and all the sub players are negative, but. Yeah, definitely. I thought my main talking point for the series, though, was Big Wake. I said, I think the way that Boston goes from a middle tier team to potentially being a top team, like before the season started, was the slaying of Big Wake comes through for them. Um, and he just provides that extra slaying punch they didn't have mm-hmm. last year. I mean, that's what happened in the series. He had a, a 1.31. Yeah. And he was one of the highest damage outputs in the lobby. So massive series from from Big Wake. And I will say, if this becomes a year where we're seeing three ARs on every map, um, Methods Awakening and Nero is a very formidable AR trio. Uh-huh, definitely. Like that that they can shoot with anyone. Like this Boston team, I don't want to overreact negatively or positively to any teams, but I I was I came out of this weekend feeling very there are maybe some other uh two win teams, like if you look at the standings, maybe some other two win teams that like uh I'm not gonna say I'm like super confident in, but like I came out of this weekend thinking, hey, you know what? Boston Breach, like I, I feel pretty good about them. Not bad. The two and own standings right now. Yeah, I mean they're they're, they're a good uh like what you, a good team, good like team uh Kem, I would say. Yeah, and I think that their slaying has gone up. I mean they're tied for first right now because they went six and two in map count this weekend. But I, I like them a lot. On the other hand, Phase uh, they lose three one in this series. Uh, the only map they won was what the uh the where is it uh, map one hardpoint, but. Yeah, they've like fried them in that map too, like outslayed them heavy. But I mean, I'm gonna say I'm not worried about Phase at all. Uh, no, Phase what Phase has lost three straight opening yeah. day. The only opening games. match the Phase Org has won in the CDL era is the MW one. They said, yeah. So they they get a little little slower start than most people. And I I will say too, like I don't know that like I should have seen this coming. Like this is on me for not really like thinking it through, but. I wouldn't be surprised if phase starts like roughly like a little slower this year because they are like they went from multiple years in a row of having the same roster to they have a new main AR, a new leader. Mm-hmm. There might be some growing pains. 
Yeah, um, might be di- a little bit different play style he wants in uh, a BZ sim, sim to play. Yeah, but I would say I came out of the series with more positive reactions for Boston than negative for Face. For Boston, I come out regardless of whether Face struggles in the beginning of the year, whether they're learning. You're still playing simp, but BZ Selim and Slasher. Mm-hmm. Like this is a very difficult team to beat, no matter what form they're in. And if you're Boston, like I come out of this series, like okay, let's see what they do against Seattle. They look very good. I have a lot of positives, and for Phase, I'm kind of just like, yeah, I'm gonna need a lot more before I panic. Yeah, Selim Selim was playing. I heard like pretty slow in the series. Yeah, yeah. and what, 56 kills only, 54 deaths. That's the lowest besides Nero. Yeah, lowest uh, kills in the lobby besides Nero, and lowest deaths besides Awakening, but like second lowest in both categories so yeah maybe he needs to speed it up a little bit yeah at least, at least a little bit then we got our second match uh of that day this was the one that we don't want to talk about too much because it was the forfeit uh it was optic versus minnesota the one thing i'll say from this series is um optic looks very good on the hard point scump fries with a 1.59 on that mm-hmm. map um with an ar in his hands for a lot of it and then they get six owed um on the search just absolutely dominated in that search and destroy on embassy and then they like air quote win the control like only thing i have to say scump looks very good uh back in a slower game and i look forward to seeing if that can continue because to me if scump's frying like that i feel like dashy and shots are always gonna fry and that will make this team um very 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 good uh and then i will say for the minnesota side like they were dominant again in search and destroy which is good to see because i feel like they're going to be improved in respawn compared to the normal rocker teams. And like, if they can continue that search and destroy prowess, watch out. Um, yeah. Always good in search. Just the response, you know, tend to fall off a little bit, but that's, I mean, I don't have much else to say on this besides scump frying Minnesota. Great at search. And I got nothing else. Uh, Shotzi hitting the water routes and the hydro map. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard parasite say in the flank, if you ain't swimming, you ain't winning on that map. Yeah, and I, yep. think that's, <laughs> I think that's basically the, the story of that map. Goes to like um, Michael Phelps in the water. <laughs> yeah, that's the story of that map to me. Then we've got Vegas Legion versus Thieves um, for the third match. Kind of get back into talking about these a little bit. Uh, Kenny and Draza, only two people in the entire series for both teams. Interesting, uh, interestingly enough, that were positive. Um, but Vegas doesn't really play bad. They lose two fifty to two hundred four on the opening uh, hotel hardpoint. Uh, they win the search pretty dominating fashion, 6-2 on uh, Fortress. And then they get 3-0 in control and play another 50-point loss, close hard points. So, like, they hung in with the defending world champs. Like, nothing mm-hmm. to be uh, too ashamed of overall, like, damage output-wise. Temp was um, the biggest in the team, but they were all pretty even in kills. Like, that tells me that they're playing pretty together on the map. They're all pretty even around point nines. Um Playing pretty good fundamentally good. And they won the search and destroy, which I think has to be the backbone of this team. Uh, and the I don't know. I, I, yeah, I mean, I came out like impressed with thieves, obviously, because they just like take care of business in pretty, pretty good fashion. Um, and Kenny looks really good again. Draws looks really good again, which is like two players that I feel like are kind of X Factor type players that can have pop off maps mm-hmm. for this team. Um, uh, Octane was I, doing pretty good overall, too. Yeah. And stable mini are. Yeah, and I feel like Octane, Octane like damage-wise, though, and engagement-wise, was also very, very, very low, um, which I think could be a concern going forward because like everybody else on his team, 71, 68, and 62 kills, and Octane was only at 49. Yeah, uh, and damage-wise, he was two to 3,000 behind the rest of his teammates. Yeah, he is. 
he's sitting back this match is watching <laughs> yeah so like that that maybe could be a little concerned if they play a slightly better team going forward but i, I will say like kind of like i just said with boston if we get into three ar territory for a lot of the year i don't feel too bad about like clay pro loot and temp as an ar trio that's I better than we would think if it was a two sub and i mean obviously we know kenny draws octane is a pretty crazy ar trio if we get into that range but yeah kenny's basically like wants to play the ar all the time but better the sub <laughs> yeah and i would say also like like i said they they struggled in the control paris did or vegas did but um they looked pretty good they hung in within 50 points in both hard points of the defending champs who are very good at respawn and they looked good in search. They they trolled search later on in the weekend. We'll talk about that when we get there. But <laughs> they look good in search. Like I, I come out of this weekend saying, "Hey, this Vegas team is more competitive than we've seen a Legion team be really ever." Mm-hmm. And it's thieves, the same, thieves, the same are thieves like, team. Like yeah. yeah, I thought thieves uh, would have a little bit more of a hangover than did, but you know. And we'll see. Maybe so, as we so go grinding. throughout this, maybe yeah. as we go through the stage, we'll see something like that. But they play optic this week, so they definitely uh, have a tough match. Should be a good match. All right. Then the final match of uh, Friday, another massive delay happened in this game. There was like a very, very like hour plus long delay between maps four and five for uh, whatever reason. Um, if you look at the overall statistics from this series, like blind, just look at the KDs is why we say KDs aren't everything. You look at the KDs um, on the side of Surge, Brock, we had a 1.89, a 1.17, a 0.91, and a 0.87. On the side of LAG, we had a 0.86, a 0.85, a 0.73, and a 0.94. Four or three of the top four damage dealers in the entire lobby were also on Seattle. Uh, You want to take a guess who won the series? Uh, You look at the stats, you think probably it's a a classic 3-1 from a surge, maybe even a 3-0. Yeah, if you look at the stats, I would say it good old seattle surge but they got nezlode um yep <laughs> lag won both searches and the control um hey all that matters is the they got the win doesn't yeah, matter that, how you do it sometimes it just matters mm-hmm. that you get the w on the board yeah but it's kind of concerning a little bit yeah it's it's the gorillas it's concerning that the hard points were 250 to 126 and 250 to 91 and mm-hmm. sib dropped a 2.4 on your head in the first Hard point and a two point five in the second one. Yeah, I I, I turned I tuned in the game. Sib is Sib is like twenty four nine. I was like, yeah, this is different. He fried this whole series. I mean, he was one hundred eight and fifty seven plus yeah. fifty one. He was he was positive fifty one and Spark got fifty four kills. Yeah, <laughs> Sib's just shaking his head like, what are we doing, team? He also had he also had twelve thousand five hundred damage. Uh, and then the next most in the lobby was his teammate Pred with 9,800. Yeah. He had a maps w- more worth of damage. He almost doubled up the damage of a couple players in the lobby. Jeez. That's, um, that's kind of insane. I, yeah, I mean, for Surge, I feel like you have something to build off. Like, you dominated hard points against a team that we feel like has pretty decent slaying upside. Like, I, I would think that most people would mm-hmm. agree that Gorillas have pretty decent slaying upside. Yeah. And you absolutely dominated hardpoint, and I and they lost two surges in control. Like two, the one, um, the control was close, and then the the map two surge was very close. But like, I feel like I'm not that panicked because like we'll talk about it when we get to the second match too. But like, I feel like search and destroy for this team with accuracy on it is very fixable. Oh yeah, it's like, very fixable. I think hardpoint is almost harder to fix than search. 
Yeah, I mean, it's good that they're the Farina hard points got to get the search and control. Yeah, because a lot of times, like, let's be honest, like, sometimes, like, the micro stuff in hardpoint makes a difference, but, like, sometimes if you're a bad hardpoint team, it almost comes down to the fact that you just don't have the talent a lot of yeah. times. Sometimes, definitely, it is micro things, like, you're you're playing this wrong, maybe your setup on this hill isn't as solid, or you don't get into your setups as fast, or mm-hmm. um, the rotation isn't as sound, but, like, a lot of times with hardpoint, it just comes down to talent, especially in these more, like, mixy games where you can't control spawns as much. Yeah. Um, But Gorillas, hey... They wanted. I'd I'd be concerned with Gorilla's hard point though that they got dominated so easily. And Surge, we got to find a way to win anything that's not a hard point. Hey, yeah, this reminds me of the the raided teams back in the day with the Gorillas. Find a way to win, even though they get out slate heavy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like a, that's... They a hundred point club than Greenberg Hotel. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, um, it's hard to get a hundred point club in games like this too, where you just spawn so close all the time. Yeah. All right, let's fly through these Saturday matches because we started, uh, we're getting through the, for a lot of these teams, we're getting through the second time we talked about them, so maybe don't have as much to say about them. Uh, we had the Battle of the North, the open Saturday, though. Rocker mm-hmm. versus Ultra, one of the matches I was really looking forward to the most. Uh, and Rocker takes it 3-1. Afro and Attach kind of popped off in the series. Scrappy had a pretty good debut, though. Um, he had the most damage in the entire lobby and uh, also the most kills with a 1.16, so... Pretty solid debut from Scrappy individually. Um, yeah. But Rocker is able to take them down. Uh, once again, they, they lose the opening hard point, and you're like, oh boy, the Rocker respawn woes back. Are they having a hangover from the whole forfeit match? But then they rattle <laughs> off three straight maps. Yeah. Then the search is it. Uh, we'll take the search and the control and the little hard point. Rattle off. Yeah. And I would say that's like uh, coming into this year, that was my question mark for both teams. Uh, for these two teams was like search and destroy. Like Minnesota, the backbone of that team in mm-hmm. the attach era of them has always been like, hey, we're going to dominate you in search. And if we're able to take a re- like if Minnesota took a respawn off you in all the attach iterations of the team, it's like, oh, no, we're in trouble. Yeah. Like if they took a map one off you, you're in trouble because you feel like you're going to go down 2-0 where Ultra also um, historically, like with the the team, the Insight, Kleenex, Cami, Bance team. You felt like they were going to win most search and destroys. Yeah, definitely. Good um, search and short teams. So I was very interested to see how search uh, would carry out. I'm really disappointed and sad we didn't get to see a map five because I would like to see two searches between these teams to get a better feel on them. But um, Minnesota was able to win that search and destroy where Afro really took over. Attach went two and nine in that search with only 500 damage. So it wasn't yeah. all that impactful. But Afro went 11 and five and really dominated it. But Battle of the North was a good one. I, I came out of the series thinking that both these teams are are going to be a problem this year. I think they're going to be uh, two pretty mm-hmm. good teams. Try to get more games under them. Yeah. All right. Then we got London, New York. Um, really? If you look at the results, the Boston one was kind of su- surprising to me. I don't really count the the forfeit. Then we had Thieves win, Gorillas win. None of them were that shocking to me results-wise. This was like the first one that's like, whoa. I mean, I say that even though I went 0 for 4. Uh-huh. Or one for four on predictions on Friday. I say that like I, I knew what was going to happen, but I definitely didn't. Um, but the second match, Ravens subliners. Ravens take them out 3 0. Mm-hmm. Not really what I expected. Um, Nasty cooked. I did say for the year, though, I thought like people had told me how talented Nasty was. Like maybe he could get unlocked in this team. And he he definitely was getting the map opened up for him by ASIM. I have some thoughts on Ravens, though, but we can we can hear your thoughts on this series first. I thought the other, you know, I thought their ends would be like, you know, pretty bad. We went much mm-hmm. games, but you know, 
They pulled it out. It was an A7 Pollux revenge game, you would say. Yeah. I kind of didn't figure, you know, put that into the equation, so I kind of <laughs> fucked up on that one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also, like, they won a close map one, but they, they dominated the um, search and the control. London did. Yeah, it was 6-2 search on Greenberg and 3-0 on Greenberg as well. Yeah, and I mean, Nasty was frying. Um, I will say, like, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast. I mentioned this, like, with London finishing the week 2-0. and I feel like I underestimated London's team, not in terms of, like, I still, like, think as we get towards the end of the year, I still don't know that I see London uh, finishing super high up in the standings. But I will say, like, one thing I didn't account for is, like, you kind of get into a little bit of, like, a hype mindset preseason i mean and maybe i'm speaking for myself here i guess i'm kind of generalizing like some people might not maybe you don't maybe you're like you look at the rosters more analytically like brock or anybody listening but like to me sometimes i feel like in the in the um this is a perfect example actually i wasn't thinking i was going to go this route but let's use new york for example like mm-hmm. in the preseason when i'm looking at two rosters and i see asim zero nasty and paul x i'm like these are some good players but like they don't have that like wow factor to those players but like on the New York side, I see Skies, I see Hydra, I see Priesta, and even like Kismet coming off like the end of last year. And I just say like, oh my god, like the slank potential of that team. Like I could see this team having a really high ceiling. Um, but I feel like what we don't do enough is talk about like floors as well. Like London could have a potentially. I mean, once again, I don't want to overreact to them going two zero in week one of yeah. the game. <laughs> but like they could have a pretty high floor because like when you look at their players, Asim, dirty work player, making the correct plays so much of the time, zero smart cerebral player good in-game leader always making the right play nasty a young talented player paul x another guy that like crim talks about how smart and good of a player he is always making the right play like mm-hmm. it's four guys that are smart players that make the right play and like are probably gonna be on the same page with teamwork and sometimes teamwork's better than having high skill yeah definitely you know you get, like maybe in old games you know the teamwork wasn't as much like the jetpack games but now in the boots on the ground it's definitely more teamwork i feel like yeah, and like, who knows? Maybe London is going to lose 10 straight matches and we're going to sound dumb talking about this, but I, I think <laughs> the point still stands. Like, this was a matchup of like a team where you look at their talent ceiling and you're like, oh my God, the subliners have a crazy ceiling. And you look at London and like talent wise, maybe you think their ceiling's low, but like four smart players who can play together, like that, that makes a difference. And maybe London will continue, maybe they won't, but mm-hmm. I, I do think that's like the one way we maybe did underestimate London. But like, hey, these guys know what they're doing. And like, there's only four qualifier matches. Um, for the first major, and they started out two and zero. So like London put themselves in a a good position. Very good spot. I, I just right. want I, I want to see Priesta. You know, get a little bit more yeah. than thirty four kills. Point six seven KD, and I believe I remember correctly that second series. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but he was the highest or second highest KD on the team. But still, nothing, nothing crazy. And we've been asking for more out of Priesta for a bit here yeah. now, for like a couple years now. If you like, like oh. yeah. All right, he broke out. Yeah, yeah. And third match on Saturday, we had Surge Boston, a, a matchup of two teams that I'm getting more and more intrigued by as the year goes on. I, I'm excited to see if Surge can turn around, but I'm also excited by this Boston team. Awakening was the top slayer in the team again. How it's going to be a lot. Nero mm-hmm. was a damage dealer, highest in the lobby, also most kills in the lobby. Uh, methods was the steady 1.1 methods we're used to. Um, Boston takes them down three one. Uh, only loss being the control Boston. Hands them two L's in the hard point and wins the search. I mean, we talked about both these teams, so I feel like we don't have to do too much on this match. But like, I, I'm going to reiterate, Surge, like, hey guys, we got to figure out search and destroy. 
Um, we won the two hard points in the first series, but lost both hard points in this one. Like, yeah, the whole accuracy be... point kind of stands a little bit, I guess. Maybe like Aix was saying, you always pack a bunch when you can pack a bunch. They had a chance mm-hmm. to maybe pick up Arcides. Um, or Krim, you said. Or Krim, maybe. Like, accuracy yeah. drops a point seven eight in this series. Are we a little concerned? Yeah, uh, we're going to see well, maybe a point nine. Point nine will make him win. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah. I will say I'm a little, I'm a little concerned that maybe they didn't pack a bunch because I mean, mm-hmm. Pred and Sib were frying not as much this series, but that first series they both did a ton of damage in this series as well. But yep. like, I'll say I'm, I'm, my hand is like, my hand is aware of where the panic button is. I'm not ready to hit it or anything, but my hand is aware of where it is for the surge team just because I think they missed an opportunity by maybe adding RC to this team and just like absolutely having their way if yeah if our season's on that team and also i'm like 99 percent sure that our cities and pristina are literally from seattle or like washington that area yeah i think so yeah so like seems yeah. like they missed a the mark there but like once again mm-hmm. i don't want to overreact too much it's very early surge i could easily see them winning their two matches this week and then going out and placing well at the major because this team still has a ton of talent like we don't want to overreact too hard to anything this yeah week, but i i can see i can see why uh seattle didn't want to make a change I, they have a lot of accuracy and all that. And they had a good year last year. They won a major. They finished well at champs. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Like, I can see why they didn't make a change. But I'm saying I'm, I'm like kind of starting to worry that maybe they should have. But definitely, they still have time to fix it. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, not yeah. at all saying accuracy was 100% the wrong decision. They shouldn't have kept them. Like, I could easily see this team playing well this weekend. And we're mm-hmm. all forgetting about it. Yeah. Uh, right. And the final match, um, what maybe we thought was the toilet bowl because we thought it was maybe two of the bottom teams, but ended up being a decent series of three, two, uh, went round 11, right? Yeah. Went round 11 uh, on the final map. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it did. It was the, the temp stun round. Oh, I, I believe, <laughs> uh, wasn't, I think, uh, Vegas was up four to two or five to two. Four, two, I think. Four, four, two. And then it fell all apart. Yeah. Um, it was another Neslo. Yep. Florida Neslo them. They won both searches and the control. Um, I really don't have like a ton from this series. I will say like, this is kind of a, we are who we thought they were series for both these teams. We think that they're more bottom middle of the pack. And I think they proved it mm-hmm. um, kind of by playing to each other's level. I will say temp and clay also again, had a very good series. Pro Luton Teed struggled, and we we kind of thought this might be the case with this team. Like we could see Temp and Clay Fry and Pro Luton TJ potentially struggle. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we see. So maybe a bit of a concern because they're confirming what our suspicions might have been. Once again, got to give them a little time. But on the side of Florida, one thing I like to see is like I think you'd probably agree that in order for Florida to have a successful season, they probably have to have great teamwork and play together really well, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, like, Overall, uh, in this one, they're pretty even in terms of kills and deaths and KDs and damage. They're all within the 10 to 11K range. Yeah, it's good, good to see. Yeah, so, I mean, and you major, see something... Major's frying. Yeah, 1.37. Um, good to see him have the most kills on his team, too, because, like, the criticism of him is that he's playing so slow a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So good to see him have a lot of engagements. Um, but in terms of, like damage and stuff it's really good to see a team that's all even damage because it means they might be playing together uh very well yeah so that's very good to see but i come out of the series thinking like i'm not like dead on either of these teams either um mm-hmm. based on the second series i may be a little lower on florida but like 
these teams are going to be at least competitive, I think, which is good to see because there may be two teams we figure it'll be towards the bottom. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I, I just feel like uh, Florida could be like the Boston of last year early on. Yeah, I'm a little concerned with their second match against Optic, which we'll get to in a second, but I agree. Like, I don't think Florida or Vegas are going to be teams that are just like complete uh, like a free win. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say I, I did hear also on the flank when I was listening earlier today that uh, the Legion organization hasn't won a series since major two of Vanguard. Oh, man. I think we were in attendance for their last win. It was at Minnesota during the tournament, I think. Yeah, they beat uh, Seattle. Yeah, I, we were in attendance for their last win. And, and then they, it's like, they won and they thought they won champs. They need us. They need us. Yeah. yeah they they, they need us to head back there. If we go to, if we go to champs, I mean, yeah. Vegas to good with champs. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. We're about 50 minutes in. Let's let's talk about this last day quick. Maybe do it in like five minutes and then we'll dive into predictions so we don't make this go too long. But um, first match on Sunday was Gorillas Ravens, where Ravens win it in uh, a final map. I mean, overall, like KDs wise, once again, this looks like a 3 0 if you look at KDs because uh, mm-hmm. we had three people above a 1.3 on London, and then Nasty was at a point nine five, and then on the side of uh, uh, LAG, um, Arcides was the top of the team with a, a point eight six, which like also like the maps wise, like the overall KDs make like they make literally no sense if you're looking at it the way the maps went because LAG dominated the map one hard point, uh, two fifty to one twenty, <laughs> and they also won the the game four, so they got Nezloed but got fried. Yeah, what? It's like I'm, what? <laughs> it's like mind blowing. Like it doesn't even make any sense when you think about it. Like so, like they won both hard points, but got destroyed in in terms of the slaying department. Yeah, it's like they're what they got like twenty kills in the hard point, like no other kills really. Yeah, like <laughs> usually, like, like when you like you'd think the script would be flipped. Like LAG would have like Friar KDs because they won both hard points, but then like. London was able to squeak out both searches and a control. So like, oh, hey, London probably doesn't have the greatest KDs, but hey, they won the two searches and a control. Nope. LAG won both hard points, but had just an absolutely awful series KD-wise. Yeah, um, that's, that's actually pretty funny. Kind of the same thing. Though. I'm a little a little concerned. LAG, this was supposed to be a team built on teamwork because of the trio of Neptune, Spartan, mm-hmm. and how much they love to play together. Um, but London out teamworks them and, and, um, and Nezlo's them. Yeah, it was. It, can't forget it was the Asim Revenge game too. Yeah, another revenge game. He had double revenge games as two former teams. Every every time he plays a former team, he goes off. Yeah. Wait, um, we're gonna see, we're gonna see a little bit more out of Neptune Spartan Hook though. So I gotta say. Yeah, this next series, the Rock. Speaking of domination, I don't really have much to talk about with it. It was uh, Optic versus Florida. Optic, um, they dominated this series, two fifty to two hundred two in the hard points, six three in the search, and three zero in the control. We had a listen in this series where the comms sounded fantastic. Everybody was really contributing. Mm-hmm. Um, Scum fried again, Dashy fried again, Shotzi fried again. Illy did what you expect that that point nine six with good comms, good leadership um, in Florida. Exactly what I expect. They play a top team and they really struggle. Like I said, they're going to be pretty competitive here and there. They're going to beat some good teams here and there, but like overall, probably not a team that's going to beat top teams too often. And uh, they got they got dominated pretty heavily in this series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, Florida. Look at the KDs. They didn't do that terribly besides Havoc. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this was a very uh, motivated Optic team, though, coming out in this match. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would say so after their forfeit. 
roll, yeah. roll these kids over in 20 minutes. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, then final two matches of the day, we had a 3-2 in terms uh, or in favor of FaZe over Thieves and then a 3-1 Ultra over Subliners. Uh, and the FaZe series is a good bounce back. Selium absolutely cooked the most uh, kills in the lobby and the least deaths in yeah. the lobby. Uh, most damage. This was a, a case of FaZe, you know, kind of... I think this is a big win for FaZe mentally. Mm-hmm. Like they really struggled with Thieves. Granted, like it's basically the same matchup. It's just Slasher switched out, but like they really struggled. They couldn't put away Thieves at the end of last year in uh, Major Four and in Champs. Yep, and they're able to come on top of this one. So that was that was big to me. Just get over the hump, even and even if you see a a win on their boat on the on their screen after the, after the mat the series and said I lost. They've been seeing good. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, then we had Toronto versus New York. Um, kind of a panic button series for New York. I thought it'd be more of a, I thought it'd be like closer. Yeah, it, it was a big series from Insight though. Yeah. And they dropped like, they dropped the map one hard point pretty convincingly. Like an 80 point difference in this game is pretty convincing. Yeah. Um, and then can, uh, not control. Toronto is able to rattle off uh, the search, the control, and the hard point. Um, I like, I, this is a result I would expect. I would expect Toronto to win because I do think that they're the better team. And finally, I, I came back. I was doing really bad in predictions. I was like one and seven going into Sunday, <laughs> and I went four on Sunday. Um, so finally got back in the wind column and that. But like, man, I, uh, I'm a little concerned about New York. I will say that, but I, I'm pretty confident that. They have a chance to turn around with their talent, but like, mm-hmm. I think this was a series where I saw Hydra had six seconds in the hill on one of the hard points. Like, we got to get closer to the hill, buddy. Like, yeah, I know you're supposed to play, but you got to get near the hill. Um, maybe this, you know, wants to kill her a little bit. Yeah, it's seeming like it may be, but we got to get near the hill. Come on. Yeah, I got to take over the team sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's dive into predictions. That's the last thing we have to do. We're at about an hour, maybe. Take about a half an hour for these predictions. Get out in like a, an hour and a half ish. These episodes, like I said, if you guys aren't used to the longer episodes, the episodes that are, uh, um, that are like full analysis and like predictions, they go a little longer. They only happen, uh, really during the qualifier rounds. But like, it, mm-hmm. it takes a while to get through everything that we have. Um, yeah, because there's, I mean, we're getting back into matches. We're really figuring out who teams are. We don't have to talk about who teams are as as we go through the year. But like right now, we're just figuring out who everybody is. Um. In terms of predictions, though, um, so if you guys are new to hearing the predictions this week, the, the way we're doing scoring this year is we pick the team, we pick the series count, um, and then we put a confidence points on it. So we can put any amount of points on the series one to four. If you put one on and you get the series right, that means you get one point. If you get it wrong, it means you lose one. And same thing for like two or all the way up to four. So if you put four points on the series, if you get it right, you get four points. If you get it wrong, you lose four points. So it's very easy to go negative. Like if you get all your one point series right, but you get all your four point series wrong, even if you went um, eight and four this week, you might be negative. Uh, Spoiler alert, Brock and I are both in the negatives because (laughs) both of us, we do one pick a week um, where we can put eight points on it and we have to put eight points on one series. Um, Somebody dropped a comment on the uh, last pod, the prediction pod too, that we really liked. We can't both use the same team. So if I pick Atlanta to put eight points on like I did last week, Brock can't use Atlanta no matter like in any series they're playing that week. And who's ever losing at the time gets to pick their eight point first. Um, so like right now, Brock is ahead of me. So I get to pick the eight point team I want first this week. 
Um, and like, if I take the lead, Brock would get it the next week. But yeah. currently, because Brock and I both missed our eight pointer, I picked Atlanta over Boston for eight, and Brock picked LAG over London for eight. So we got negative eight for that series. So um, that really hurt us. So Brock negative three, me negative nine. That is that is tough, Brock. That is tough. But, you know, it's all about the build up. You know, these next week's matches hopefully better. And like we said, with, throughout the whole week, <laughs> with the confidence points thing, like if you get a couple four pointers wrong in our eight pointer, like we did, like you're screwed. Yeah. Um, and we both got our eight pointer wrong, which is like absolutely massive. Although also you do get a bonus point. If you get one, uh, if you get the map count correct, you get one bonus point as well. Yep. Uh, there's no negatives for getting the map count wrong, but if you get it right, you get an extra point. So last week for you, you had, let's see, you went six and six in terms of picking the correct team. And you had two of the correct map counts. Um, I went, five and seven and had one correct map count. So that's kind of the crazy thing. Like you only had one more match right than me, but you're ahead by six points because of the way our confidence points worked out. Yeah. Um, but let's dive into the predictions for this week, Brock. Um, we got first match, uh, Seattle versus London on after Friday. What, yeah. After what I seen this past week, I don't know who to take. <laughs> it gets a lot more interesting because Seattle, uh, We'd maybe expect them to have a good record in London to have a rough one. Well, it's opposite. Seattle's 0-2, London's 2-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go first in this one? Also, like like I said, I get the first um, eight-point prediction for confidence yep. points. Let's say I'm going to pick, for example, like in this series, let's say I'm picking Seattle, um, and Brock's also picking Seattle, and he says, I'm going to put eight points on Seattle, but later on, Seattle versus Toronto, for whatever reason, I want to pick Seattle for eight points. I can like block him from yep. picking. Seattle for eight because I get to pick first and we can only um, if I pick Seattle, he can't for eight points. So I know that might be confusing, but like it'll make sense as we go along. But like, let's say I've decided I want to pick Seattle over Toronto later for eight points. Brock can't pick Seattle for eight points over London here. And I'll have to tell him that. But who you got on this one? I'm taking Seattle a little bit of bounce back three to two. Okay. And I'll put two points. Okay, Seattle 3-2, and you're putting two points. All right. I'm going to agree with you. Um, I'm going to take Seattle as well. I'm going to take them in a 3-1. I think they win every respawn um, here in this series. Uh, I like them. Man, it is tough, though, because, like, there's that pause in my mind because London is 2-0, Mm-hmm. And their teamwork has been so good, and Seattle's teamwork has been a little shaky on their own too. But like, I believe in the talent in Seattle. I've been a heavy believer in them all off season. I'm going to continue to do that. I picked Pred to be the MVP this year. Um, I'm pretty in on Seattle, and I feel like I'm going to I'm going to stick with that until maybe I see a little bit more and see more struggles. Yeah. But I'm going to say Seattle three one. I'm only going to put one point on this though because I I'm okay. really hesitant to pick them because I this London team showed me something this last week that like. I'm not super confident like that Seattle's going to dominate them. Yeah, that is very true. All right, Florida versus Minnesota. Seems like kind of a shoe in to me, but are you going to go are you going to go bold? I am not going to go bold. <laughs> All right. Take a Minnesota, I'm assuming that means Minnesota 3-1, Major gets you one. I how many points you put on that? I'm going to put 3 actually. Okay, I the thing that killed me last week is I got a four pointer wrong and a few three pointers that killed me. Um, I'm also going with Minnesota. I'm also saying three one because I think 
Florida finds a way to take the map one or map three. Mm-hmm. I think they find a way to take a respawn. Major gets you one, like you said. I'm going to go four on this one. I just feel like Minnesota is the clear better team. I need to make up some points. Somehow I'm going to go four on Minnesota in a, in a three one fashion. Four points on them. I think of the same. I like it. All right. I'll pick first one since since uh, right. we made you go first. Uh, on right. the first two. NYSL versus LAG. This is a very tough one to me because it's two teams that I very shaky on. I don't feel fantastic about either team. LAG one and one and NYSL zero oh and two. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have more confidence in the teamwork of LAG right now. Um, I feel like they still really enjoy playing with each other. I don't know what it is about NYSL, but like, there's a lot of talent there. But I don't know. I think there it's, might be something with the hangover from Kismet and Hydra last year, like like not clicking really. And Priest, I haven't seen enough from him. Like, I'm shaky on both teams, but right now I'm less shaky on LAG. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pick LAG three two. And I'm going to throw two on it, mostly because I want to make up some points. I don't feel too confident, though. This is like a very shaky two points, two confidence points. So I'm okay. saying LAG three, two. I'm going to go bold here. All right. LAG three, oh. And I'm going to put eight points on it unless you want to change it. No, later. I'm not putting I'm not putting anything on LAG over Boston later. So. I'll put eight Dude. points on it. <laughs> I've, I just have a feeling they're going to roll them. You put eight on LAG last week, didn't you? Yep. They failed you put me. put eight on LAG and they failed you against, who was it? Against uh, London. London. We'll see. We'll see if uh, both of us can get um, our eight points correct this time instead of losing it. Because it's a big swing. Like if, if I were to get my eight point wrong and you were to get it right, that's a 16 point swing. That's, that almost, may, almost wins you the week. Yeah. Um, big swing. Okay. Toronto, Atlanta. Ooh, this is like boy this is like tough the one thing i'll say is like i always thought this series was closer in terms of wins and losses than it was but somebody pointed out to me in the comments last year at one point like phase overall has dominated this series like they almost win every time and it usually doesn't even go to a map five but for some reason i always felt like it was closer um really yeah but obviously like there are some turnover like there's a new main ar on atlanta the two players on Toronto switch. So it's like, it's a little, it's a little different series now. Mm -hmm. Um, Do we think Atlanta drops to one and two? That'd be wild. It would Um, be, but it is possible. (laughs) I'm going to say it doesn't happen though. I'm going to say Atlanta comes out. They look really good. They win three, one. And I'm going to put two points on it because I don't feel crazy confident. Like I still think Atlanta could be going through some growing pains, learning how to play with slasher. Mm -hmm. And I think Toronto is a very good team. So I'm going to say 3-2 Atlanta with two points on it. 3-2 or 3-1? Uh, 3, what did I say? I, I meant to say 3-1. Okay. I meant to say 3-1. I think I said 3-2, though. I meant 3-1 Atlanta. 3-1 Atlanta. I do think uh, I still, I always have faith in that Toronto team. I think if it goes to a map 5, I would probably take Toronto. So I think Faye's going to wrap it up in, in mm-hmm. 4. I will... <laughs> Honestly, I want to. Uh, I'm gonna go three two Atlanta. Okay. I, yeah, I, I think this is a toss up series. I, I don't have an issue with. If anybody's picking Toronto, I have no issue with that. I, I really think this is gonna be a tight. Series. I'll just put one point on it though, because I'm not uber confident. That's also fair. I, I went with two because I'm, I'm just trying to like sneak away a couple extra points, but I, it could end up costing me. 
Yeah. Be losing an extra point. <laughs> All right. Then we got Atlanta versus Vegas. I was hoping you weren't going to. I was glad you said you put your eight because I'm putting my eight on this match. I feel like I have to. It's like our classic Atlanta versus like Paris or Vera versus Legion. Like, there's I'm no Vegas. way Legion beats Atlanta, right? Oh, hell no. I ain't putting it on <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> there's no way they beat. You know, there's, there's, there's like a small percentage that. And I, I do, I feel like people in the comments are rolling their eyes at me like this is a cop-out to pick them for eight because, I mean, let's be honest, it kind of is a cop-out to pick them for eight because, like, it should be the most obvious prediction, but I'm saying... 3-1? Let's do it. Let's go 3-0. Let's go for nine points, the highest you can score. Go 3-0 Atlanta. I'm putting my eight-pointer on this one. I like it. I like it. Definitely could be a 30, 30-45-minute 30, series. Yeah. No. I will also go... Not, I'm going to go 3-1 Atlanta. Yeah, I think the 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 Legion will get a search. Yeah, I mean I, that's fair. I I uh, think Legion could definitely keep the series competitive and maybe squeak out a map or something. But like, I feel like it's just like put one point on only two. You're putting what? One point on it only. You're not gonna go big on it. Wow. Nah, I got a chance to make up a lot of points there. I mean. It, I have a chance to go nine to one in points there if I get the map count right. That'd be a big yeah. jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Texas versus London. Another one that may be a better series than we thought. London maybe a little better than we thought. I feel like still have a lot of confidence in optic though. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you can pick first for this one. Let's see where you go. We've so far we've Ooh. agreed on every series in terms of the team. This is. Uh... I'm trying to think. Um... Give me London. All right. London We're finally going to disagree on one. London, London 3-2. All right, you think they pull out the search and destroy? The mir- they're the they're miracle. writing a different story then, because last year that team sucked at search. Yeah. You're putting two on it in a 3-2? Yep. I have a feeling about it. I'm putting four on this one, and I'm going Optic 3-1. There were a lot of 3-1s mm-hmm. this past week. Um I feel I don't think London's going to win the search though. I think London's going to win the control. I think Optic's going to take both mm-hmm. hard points in the search, wrap it up three one. London wins the control. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the way that the flip script, uh, the script flips this year for London is if they're able to start winning search. Because I remember last year, like they were so bad at search that like it was if a series went to map five, it was chalk for them because they were so yeah. bad at search. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's a pretty new roster. Two players switched out, but we'll see. If they're able to win a map five, like you predicted, I'll be very impressed because that means they're starting to, you know, change that narrative and starting to win some searches. Not, not the old London Ravens. No, Ravens. not at all. All right, third match of the day: New York versus Boston. The sports rivalry comes up. Who you got in this one? Oh man, I, I'm gonna take Boston. Yep, I'm gonna agree with that. Boston three one. I've seen about nothing from. New York yet. I haven't either. That's why I'm going to try to go for a bold map prediction. I'm going to say we get a 3-0 here. All right. The side of Boston. I'm only going to put one point on this one. I've been putting way too many four and two pointers in my eight pointer. I got to start being a little conservative with something. Yeah, but if if they hit though. though, It's like when you're placing that save. If they hit though. Yeah, you you got to think positive. (laughs) I, I do like the live just. I feel very confident, and this Boston team is the biggest riser to me right now. I really like them, and this this New York team, I'm very hesitant on. So I feel like it's a it's one mm-hmm. where I got to pick Boston. And if I feel very confident in one team and super shaky on the other, why not go three zero? 
Yep. Florida LAT. This is another one I thought about putting my eight points on because I feel like it should be a dominant series for LAT, right? I would. Uh, I'm going three zero because I think you know they, they lost Atlanta. Maybe they're not hungover anymore. But it. Just yeah. I have like a weird train of thought for this series. I do think Thieves have a chance to dominate it, but also like they 3 1 Vegas. They lost 3 2 to uh, FaZe. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's a chance that this series gets really like scary for Thieves and they maybe don't dominate it and it sticks close and they win in a map five. I'm going to do something weird. I'm going to say okay. Thieves win at 3 2, maybe closer than a lot of people think, and I'm going to. I'm going to put a... Let's go three on this one. I, I feel pretty confident Thieves will win this series, but I do think it could get pretty close. I'm going to put three on it uh, and All say right. Thieves win at 3-2. LAT, 3-2, three points. I put LAT, 3-0, and two points. Okay, so we're going into Sunday. We agree on not map count, but on every match except the Optic versus London match. Yeah, I was going a little bold there. Uh, All right, Minnesota versus Vegas. You're going to go bold again? You're going to pick Vegas? Yep. You are? They're getting one. This is a match. I mean, I predicted them to win two last week, and they went 0-2. 3-2, <laughs> <laughs> oh. though. Grudge match. They they pulled through. This is a pretty brutal uh, week for them, though. Tough matches. Minnesota and Atlanta. And who did they play? They played Florida, who should have been an easier one. But, uh, and... I mean, they played Thieves. They played Thieves, FaZe. In Minnesota, so they played the two teams that finished first and second at champs in Minnesota, who a lot of people are pick, uh, picking to be like a top four team. They had a brutal stretch here in major one qualifiers. They do. That's a tough stretch. Um, I'm not going to go as bold as you. I usually like to go bold, but I'm going to say Minnesota win this one. I'm going to say I, I've been picking a little bit more close series this, this week. I'm going to say it's another 3-2, but I think Minnesota, not Vegas like you. Um, All right. Um, I'm going to put... Oh, I really want to go four again, but like I'm gonna, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put three. I'm gonna say three on Minnesota to win three two. But um, I really like this Minnesota team, and I, I I'm not as low as on Vegas as some people might be after week one. But I, I really everybody knows I love this Minnesota team. I feel pretty confident in them. Yeah. All right, we disagreed on that one too, but you know, sometimes you got to do that. Are you gonna do it again on this one? Seattle, Toronto. Are we both gonna pick Seattle to go two and zero this week? Oh man, I'm not. I'll pick first. I'm picking Toronto. Um, three one. I th- I think uh, Seattle takes a respawn off them. Mm-hmm. I'd say most likely they take map one. They lose three straight, but maybe they take the control. But I'm gonna put one point on Toronto to win three one. All right, fair enough. So I'm also Toronto three two though. Yeah, I mean this is in Two terms points. of like. The series from Friday down all the way to Sunday. This might be a series I'm most interested in. I'm really intrigued. Seattle and Toronto are two teams that really intrigue me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am looking at the Toronto Atlanta series. I really want to see what Toronto is. I feel like this week we get a good measuring stick because even though Seattle went 0 2, I feel like skill wise they're a very good team. Um, and obviously we know FaZe is like the measuring stick for all teams. So I'm interested to see how Toronto. Yeah, is able to do against those two teams, but also like I'm very interested to see how Seattle's bounce back is. Like they have a legit chance to to bounce back. They could beat both London and Toronto. So this is a match. Oh, I'm de- definitely. I'm really excited for this Sunday overall. I mean, I it's love this Sunday. Minnesota team. I'm interested to see if Vegas can 
can hang with another one of the the teams I believe is really good. Seattle, Toronto, I love that matchup. But I mean, Thieves, Texas, how can you not love that matchup? And then Boston, LAG, I also think is a really intriguing matchup. So this Sunday, I'm excited for this Sunday. Yeah. I just Um, don't think Seattle is going to win search within a be good at search within a week. No, I don't either. And I think Toronto is a team that is not the best team to try to learn it against that quick. Yeah. Because I think they're a very good search team. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, though, in terms of match days, I'm most excited for the, the Sunday slate of matches. Yeah, those are, um, those are some damn good ones. Yeah. We got LAT versus Optic, though. Who you got in this one? I mean, for, for a bit there, it looked like Optic um, kind of had their number. And then Thieves towards the end of last year, really, I mean, at that champs matchup, Thieves dominated Optic in that champs matchup. That was like... It was like... Borderline. It was... Murder. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a massacre. It wasn't even that wasn't even a series. That was a massacre. Yeah. I, over I just remember I did I didn't I just know the optic last year they lost flow because thieves are picking Gavin to every map. Like who wants to play yeah. that map? <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was one of the more dominating series in recent memory in COD. Yeah, from the So maybe there's a bad taste in that. Yeah, this is this should be a, I hope we get a better matchup than this. I hope this is a map five marathon round eleven. Um both teams are one and one coming into this week. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident they're both going to be two and one coming into this match. You obviously pick London, but I think you would agree it wouldn't be shocking if Optic beat London. Yeah, it would. and I don't think I, anybody would be shocked if Thieves beat Florida. Yeah, so I think in in all likelihood they're probably both two and one. Although if it goes the way you're saying, Optic's a little more desperate to win this one because they're one and two. Yeah, um, I'm expecting a good series though. Where are you going here? I'm. You know, we're going to flip the script from, you know, last year. Optic beat him early, but not late. Flipping the script. 3-1 Thieves. Okay, you're saying 3-1 three, uh, three, Thieves. How many points you put on this one? You feeling confident, or are you going to go conservative for this one? I will put, I'll go in the middle. I'll put two points. Okay. Um, I also kind of wanted to pick Thieves, but I kind of want to go opposite of you, because we have so many <laughs> of the same picks. Because to me, I really do feel like like I could flip a coin and I would feel okay with picking either team. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like it's it's what it reminds me of a little bit is like phase optic last year. Like going into the year, I felt like phase and optic were my two teams that I thought were going to be the best. And for a while there, they were the top two teams for like mm-hmm. most of the year until the end. They were like really the top two teams. Um, but optic dominated phase last year. Where like the previous titles, phase was dominating uh, that optic squad. And like, I feel like this could be a situation again where like these are two of the top teams. I can see them battling all here, but like maybe one of them will have the edge this year. We just don't know which one it is yet. I feel like I could flip a coin at this point. And as we go through major one through major two, we'll figure out which team we think is better, really. But yeah. like, I feel like right now I could flip a coin and I'd be okay with either result. Since you went these, I'm going to go optic. That's how much of a coin toss I think it is. I want to see a map five in this series, so I'm just going to say it's three two. Just try to speak it into existence. I'm only going to put one point, though, because like I said, I believe it's almost a coin flip. Yeah, so I'm going to go three two optic one point on it because I this is probably of the matches this week. This is the least confident I feel in any prediction. I, I feel like this is the, the toughest one for me to predict of the matches mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, it's definitely a coin flip for sure. I also think this next one is very tough to predict, though. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it, it just depends on what team, what LAG or what Boston really shows up after well, their matches. And to me, COD is so narrative based that like I really do think Boston is going to beat New York. Um, so that means like 
in my scenario, Boston's 3-0 coming into this match. They're maybe a little overconfident. Um, I think LAG is also probably going to beat New York, so they're, what, 2-1 coming into this match? Like, I yeah. can see a world where Boston is uh, 3-0. and They feel really confident. They maybe overlook LAG as a more middle team. They think they can dominate them, and LAG's got enough talent that they beat them. But I also see a world where Boston's 3-0, and they are trying to roll and put them in the dirt. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, I think I lean Boston here. I think this one's a tight series. I, this is my third 3-2 of the day, so I really don't want to pick it, but I'm going to say Boston 3-2. Uh, I'm going to go... This is three straight. I didn't pick a lot of one-pointers, so I don't feel bad about doing it, but I'm going to pick one point uh, in confidence right. points and say Boston 3-2. But I, I do feel like I'm not a huge fan of them, but I do think LAG has some decent upset potential in this series. Yeah, def- definitely. I'm going to go opposite you're an L- LAG guy this year. LAG Stan. <laughs> Three to one. Putting a lot of points on it? I'm just going to put one. So okay, nice. Yeah. This Sunday slate's tough to predict. I could I could very easily see myself going 0-4. I th- but I do think uh, in this series, uh, Spart's going to fry. You think so? I don't know. I have a feeling about it. Did play that, yeah. did play that great last week. Yeah, he had, some, he had some rough patches. But, I mean, yeah, this is, this is a tough one, though, because, like, there are so many X factors in the series. Like, Vivid and Nero are both very up and down players. Like, Sparts newer. He hasn't had that much time really playing in the CDL. Like, he he won a major and everything, but like he hasn't played that many matches. Like, yeah, he did. These are two teams. Like, they all they both have new players. Granted, it's only one on Boston, but like, really only one on each because the the trio on LAG also played together at the end of last year. But like, yeah, two teams kind of feeling each other out. But I think I think it's got a good chance to be a very close series. Yeah, definitely. Good Sunday, though, too. For the yeah, matches. so what, we, we picked all the same on Friday. We were only different on the London, Texas on Saturday, but then Sunday, <laughs> we were different on the three of the four. Yep. So that's where our, our split will probably come, and then obviously our eight-pointers, uh, if one of us gets it wrong and one gets it right, there'll, there'll be a big split there, but um, yeah. yeah, that's it for predictions. You got You got anything else before we wrap it up and Somehow we go on to watch the final matches of qualifiers for Major One. Yeah, kind of quick. Right. I, I'm just looking at this uh, spreadsheet. I didn't pick a f- a four pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah, what the heck are you doing? I picked. I, I only picked two, but I don't know. I don't think I picked one last week either. Let me look. You did not. You haven't picked the four pointer all year. I don't like the four pointer. I guess <laughs> I picked two four pointers, and I hit on one of them though one of the four pointers i picked was optic three over florida so i got the map count correct in that one as well yeah um and then this week i picked optic with four again and then minnesota with four once mm-hmm. um yeah you gotta we gotta get you to pick a four pointer although we probably we're not gonna do like predictions like this for the major we're gonna actually just do like a full out a bracket yeah so a little different there but you got anything else before we wrap this one up no totally good matches though all right, I'm looking forward to it because I'm ideally, hopefully, gonna be able to actually like sit down and really watch and digest more this weekend. But yeah, hopefully, me too. That's gonna do it for this one. Um, bit of a longer episode than maybe some of you guys are used to because we're finally into matches and have more stuff to talk about. But I'm glad we had it. I am always, I feel like more engaged in the episodes mm-hmm. when we've got real matches to talk about and predict because like we're finally, I'm excited um, to talk about COD finally, regardless of what the game is. I always find a way be entertained by the matches whether it's a a title like this or like a black ops 4 i think we all know the difference maybe between uh, our love for like a title like that compared to this but i still have fun watching the matches and the storylines unfold and i'm excited to see where they go 
But that's going to do it for this one. If you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe if you're new on the YouTube channel or if you continue to watch the podcast and you're not subscribed, uh, we'd appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button because we're on the road to 800 and then the big goal by the end of the year, 1,000. So um, like I said, if you guys enjoyed, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Drop a follow, drop a five-star review on the audio platforms. Um, that's going to do it for this one. I hope you guys enjoy watching the matches this weekend. I'm excited to watch them, like I said, and then um, we'll be back next, uh, early next week, next Monday, to talk um, talk more matches that happen and then talk about the major. As odd as that sounds, we'll be talking about our predictions yep. for the major. Um, maybe the predictions actually will be coming later in the week for the major because we have to get through the pool play mm-hmm. of the challengers players where we can really like predict um, the bracket and everything, but that's going to do it. Uh, We will see you next week with uh, the reactions and predictions again. So thank you guys so much for watching and we will see you in the next one.